Matthew chapter 17 verses 1 to 3 And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John his brother and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with them. The transfiguration of Jesus is one of the most fascinating accounts in the Gospel. His appearance changed suddenly before Peter, James and John. His face, including his clothes, shone radiantly. The three apostles saw Jesus in His glory. The Greek word that is translated transfigured is metamorpho from which we get the word metamorphosis. It is used to describe a caterpillar transforming into a butterfly. For Jesus, it is not so much that He changed into a glorious form. Rather, the transfiguration is an unveiling of His true identity. Jesus is eternally glorious, but His glory was veiled when He took on human flesh. What is the significance of the Transfiguration? The account of the Transfiguration is recorded in all the three Synoptic Gospels. In all the three accounts, it follows Peter's confession at Caesarea Philippi that Jesus is the Christ and Jesus' revelation of His suffering death and resurrection. The appearance of Moses and Elijah is another important clue. Moses represents the law, while Elijah represents the prophets. Together, these Old Testament writings point to the suffering, death and resurrection of Christ. In Luke's account, he gave us a further clue tying all these together. And behold, Two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure. Their conversation centered around Jesus' soon departure, which is a clear reference of his death, resurrection and ascension. As if all this is not good enough, God spoke from the cloud that engulfed them. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. The sequence of events reveals the purpose of the transfiguration. The time had come for the fulfillment of all that had been prophesied in the law and prophets. Peter, James and John will bear witness to this fact. Later, Peter will testify in his letter, For we did not follow cleverly devised myth when we make known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. For when He received honour and glory from God the Father, and a voice was borne to Him by the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with Him on the holy mountain, and we have the prophetic word make more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention. If you notice, Jesus is selective. Out of the twelve apostles, He picked only three of them to witness His transfiguration. Only Peter, James and John 
had the privilege of seeing Jesus in His glory. The same thing happened in the Garden of Gethsemane, just before Jesus' arrest and subsequently His crucifixion. All the twelve apostles were with Him in the Garden, but He took only three of them, the same three, aside to pray with Him. Peter, James and John got to watch Jesus in His glory as well as in His deep struggle. What a privilege to be up close with Jesus. Why was Jesus selective? It certainly has nothing to do with favoritism. Perhaps it is by God's election. God has ordained them to be in Jesus' inner core, just as He chose the twelve, just as He chose Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, just as Israel is His chosen nation. More likely, it has to do with their love for Jesus and their spiritual posture towards Him. God sees the heart and chose them accordingly. God spoke through the prophet Jeremiah, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Moses is an excellent example of such a man. He sought the face of God, spending 40 days and 40 nights alone with him in the barren mountain in Sinai. No wonder God spoke to him face to face. No one has ever got so close to God. No wonder Moses has such an intimate knowledge of the Lord and His ways. As the psalmist David noted, God made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the people of Israel. In other words, the Israelites knew about God, but Moses knew God at a personal and deep level. There is a moment of comic relief in this serious transfiguration episode. Peter, who is reputed to speak faster than he thinks, just could not keep quiet. He had to say something. He proposed to make three tents, one each for Jesus, Moses and Elijah. Please don't bother to think too much about what it means. It is a silly suggestion. While Peter was still speaking, God cut him off, saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. It is as if God was telling him to shut up and listen. This was not the first time that Peter got ahead of himself. About eight days before, he confessed that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus commented that God had given Peter the revelation of his messianic identity. Immediately after that, Peter rebuked Jesus for saying that he would suffer at the hands of the religious leaders, be killed, and on the third day, be raised. In return, Jesus rebuked Peter with very strong words, Get behind me, Satan. One moment, Peter received a revelation from God, and the next moment, he came under the strong influence of Satan. We must be careful not to get ahead of ourselves especially after experiencing success and victory. There are times when it is appropriate to speak and there are times when we should say nothing but listen attentively. Solomon gave this wise advice, Do not be rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, 
Let your words be few. Most Christians know how to pray, but they have problems listening to the voice of God. It is important to steal our heart and wait upon the Lord to listen to what He has to say. To be in the presence of the transfigured Christ, Moses and Elijah, and hearing the Heavenly Father speaking audibly at the same time must be an incredible experience. I'm sure Peter, James and John would like to remain on the mountaintop and enjoy the glorious experience for as long as they could. Probably that is the reason Peter proposed to make three tents for Jesus, Moses and Elijah. He wanted them to stay longer. He desired to linger in their company. But God had other ideas. After the purpose of Jesus' transfiguration was accomplished, they headed down the mountain. Immediately, they were met by a noisy crowd. The disciples had tried to cast out a demon from a boy, but failed. On seeing Jesus, the boy's father pleaded with the Lord to heal his son. Peter, James and John's mountaintop experience were immediately forgotten as they found themselves battling with demonic forces in the valley. We have our mountaintop experiences and we thank God for them. Such moments strengthen us spiritually and encourage us in our faith. However, God never intends for us to camp there. Like Peter, we would love to linger in crowd nine, but there are battles to be fought in the valley. Captives are waiting to be set free. The good news has to be preached and the kingdom of God must advance. During revivals, the Spirit of God moves powerfully. The people of God are spiritually energized and their souls refresh. God's anointing comes so powerfully that people feel His tangible presence. They see visions, dream dreams, prophesy, receive words of knowledge and experience various gifts of the Holy Spirit. So often, these wonderful experiences are not translated into tangible action to win more souls, minister to those in need and advance the Kingdom of God. Instead, many believers want only to continue to soak in God's presence. So they continue to camp in these soaking meetings even after God had moved on. The work and ministry in the valley can be costly in terms of time and energy and sometimes money. It requires commitment and even sacrifice. It is inconvenient, but it is necessary. It is the calling of every believer. God empowers us on the mountaintop to minister in the valley. Always remember that.